Welcome to the Jeremy Mullins Podcast. I am Jeremy, your host, and I'm here today with my co-host, Reno, as we are once again in the same spot together doing our thing. In person, same clothes, different day. <laughs> in clothes. <laughs> well, same clothes, additional podcast. Additional podcast. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, today, we're going to cover sleep, which I you know, have really found fascinating over the probably the last five to eight years of my my career, right, going into to looking at sleep and how it affects the body, and and even looking at it, you know, from an aging process of like, okay, you know, how do we live a healthier, longer, you know, life, right, you know, and sleep is probably the the one thing that I would say most people overlook, and I don't know if it's a stigma you know, that comes with like sleeping in and, or the vice versa getting up early. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and I've been guilty of that. I've been guilty of like, Oh, I'm a grinder. Look what time that I get up early, you know, all that stuff. Right. And unfortunately I didn't go to bed early. Right. It was just like, I was burning the candle at both ends and yeah. I would end up, you know, sleeping 16, 18 hours on weekends. That I didn't have anything to do like early in my, and I remember this in my college quote, do I say career? College yeah, is not college, a, college, college uh, career. <laughs> some people might think yeah, it's some a people make it a career. <laughs> Early in my college years, you know, and 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 I I would remember just crashing and and being out, mm-hmm. right? Or even early on when when Katie and I got together, she used to give me a really hard time. Like we would go on vacations or weekend trips, and I would just. I'd be out of it. Like I would sleep and it was just, I was burning the candle at both ends, right. Getting, you know, three, four hours of sleep, you know, on most nights and trying to, you know, grind it out for lack of better terms. And it was almost like a badge of honor. Yeah. Right. I can do more than you on less sleep. Yeah. And unfortunately it's like posed that way on social media. Yeah. From even all the way down to people with no followers to big followers, that it is this badge of honor. Yes, and then and being the military, we see it. Yeah, we every see it. Day. We see it every day, right? And 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 listen, I I am not against getting up early and getting things done because I think, you know, especially the listeners of this, you know, if we just go by, hey, you know, data on um, our average age of of listener, average age of follower on me on social media, like I get it. We are, you know, the moms, the dads, the the busy people, you know, so it, yes, getting up early and getting our workouts done and getting some personal time, you know, out of the way, like that is the best time, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Right. But the takeaway that I want you guys to understand today that when I coach individuals and, and along their wellness journey and I see that, Hey, nutrition's good, you know, exercise is good and they're not seeing results. Most of the time it is secondary to the lack of sleep. I can speak for it firsthand uh, before even coming on H2F sleep was my like number sleep and water yeah. were my number one issues. Crypt, I mean, it's, it's a lot of people's kryptonite and I get it, you know, before we get into like how much and the benefits and the stages and, and all the, the quote nerdy stuff, I get it. I'm, I'm in a phase now. Right. And my wife gives me a hard time. You know, when I go on military orders, she's like going on vacation again. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not vacation. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, I've got work to do. Yeah. I, I still work. I still answer my messages of my clients. I still do all this stuff. But what she's getting at is like, you know, hey, we got a newborn or she's already turned one. So I guess that's not newborn. Right. Probably still. I would, I would consider it still new yeah, yeah. stages. Yeah. But the last year has been tough. She doesn't sleep. You know, she gets up a couple times a night, right? We still got two other kids and you know, it, it makes a big difference. So with that being said, you know, understand guys and gals, we all have phases of life. 
right? So just like we talk about on a wellness journey, I am going to teach you what is optimal for the body. What is the optimal behaviors? What is the sleep hygiene that we need to be doing? But I get it. You may be in a phase of life that you can't get the sleep that you can get. And that's okay. But staying up on your phone is a choice. That's not a phase. Yep. Right. And I want people to understand that. So if you're controlling what you can control, you're doing everything in your capacity. And I understand there's just times in life that you're not going to be able to get the optimal levels of sleep. Mm. Um, one thing that really helped me is I know I make an obvious choice of being on my phone at night, but if I just go get in bed, I'm less likely to stay on my phone for 45 minutes because I start getting tired and I just put it down after 10 minutes. Yeah. And I, and that, you know, we, we go into, it's like, you know, the, the, your environment matters, you know, so much in that, but before we get into, you know, environment and sleep hygiene and the habits that you guys should be doing, let's talk about, you know, how much sleep we need. Um, you know, what are the stages? What are the benefits in, in that aspect? Okay. So we've heard it all the time. We talked a little bit about this on the, the recent podcast with, you know, water, there's a generic recommendation. We've heard that, Hey, you need eight hours of sleep. Right. Um, it's not that it's wrong, but it is just that generic recommendation. But what we look at in the data is most adults need seven to nine hours. Right. Which once again, I'm sure that's where the eight came from. Right. But we want to shoot for seven to nine hours of sleep day in and day out. That would be optimal levels of sleep. Now to break that down a little bit more for those before individuals freak out and they're like, Jeremy, I, there's no way I can get that. I will say that quality of sleep matters more than quantity of sleep. So I've got a lot of people, myself included in this, in this phase of my life that I'm getting, you know, right around that five and a half to six and a half hours. But because I choose to do the right things when it comes to my environment of my bedroom, when it comes to the sleep hygiene, that the quality of that sleep is maybe better than someone getting seven to nine hours. Yep. Right. So keep that in mind that the quality matters just as much as the quantity, but you know, where we want it is seven to nine hours with the quality. That's ideal. Yeah. That is definitely ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can speak to this for hours on the fact the the quality of sleep, uh, starting the work from home job or the remote job, uh, I was getting too much sleep. I, I would find myself going to bed at nine and waking up at eight and found myself with 11 hours of sleep. I'm on time for work, but like I was lethargic throughout the day. Didn't want to work out. Didn't want to do anything. It was just because my body. Well, I would say that was the body was actually catching up, right? Yeah, like it could be, yeah, from the. From five years. Yeah. Of, from, I mean, sleep. yes. And there's a lot of that goes into like sleep depth and, you know, unfortunately from health markers and health standpoint, you can't catch up short term. You can, so you can pay back some short term sleep depth. Um, you can get ahead. If you know that you're going into a weekend or a week of not getting much sleep, you can, you know, quote unquote bank some sleep. So there is some good data on that. Um, but yeah, a lot of times, you know, that lethargic that comes from sleeping too much is actually, you know, because your body is in that depth you know, or sleep debt where you have to pay it back and then you just feel sluggish because, you know, your body's catching up on it. Right. So, you know, of the seven to nine hours, I want you under the listener to understand there are stages of this. Okay. And always depending on what you're looking at, you know, it might be called four stages or might be three, you know, some might be called non REM versus REM. It's broken into different things, but generally there's four stages of sleep. One is awake. And I always get on that one. Cause I'm like, well, if you're awake, are you really asleep? Right. But this is kind of like the twilight zone, like where, yes, you're awake, but you're kind of dozing off or it, it's, you're getting ready to die, you know, dive into the light sleep. Okay. So that's stage one is, is actually awake. Body's prepping to get into light sleep. Stage two is that light sleep, right? So you are asleep here. You're just not into what we will call the deeper stages or the regenerate, regenerative stages. Okay. So you're asleep. And this is where I find most people are at. 
Unfortunately, most people are spending so much time in this light sleep. They're not really getting the benefits of the deep sleep and the REM sleep respectively. Okay. Stage three would be the deep sleep and deep sleep is awesome for recovery when it comes to physical fitness or our body. So this is where we recover, right? So if I have a person that maybe has a burn injury or, um, you know, a knee injury, shoulder injury, I want to make sure that I'm trying to get this much deep sleep in them as possible because this is where the body physically recovers. So when we're working out, this is what we want to get. We want to get the deep sleep. So our body physically recovers from the training that we've done the day before, or in the aspect, if there's an injury or we're recovering from a surgery, we really want to focus in on the deep sleep, right? Then the fourth stage would be REM sleep or rapid eye movement, right? We've all kind of seen this maybe in our pets or kids, like, you know, like the eyes are really going back and forth and and the rapid eye movement is also another, um, what I would consider deeper stage where the body recovers from the mental aspect. This is where like short-term memory or even long-term memory, um, when we study things, if we don't get this sleep, we don't remember it, right? So that means we, we, from lack of better terms, like we are not getting more intelligent if we're reading and studying and we're not getting REM sleep because the body is not able to process it and kind of wash it off and store that stuff into memory. Mm-hmm. Right. And also like if you've missed your uh, REM sleep, this is where you don't wash the stress off from the day before. So I said people like truly waking up, still having that stress and still having anxiety, whatever, yeah. whatever that feeling is that they have. And you can almost feel a little hungover, like you didn't drink. But when you don't get sleep and you don't get any REM sleep at all, like you will feel almost like you're hungover. Yeah. Still drunk, yeah. right? Like not thinking good, just not making clear decisions, not be able to make, you know, quick decisions secondary to that, right? So those are the two most important stages is that deep sleep and that REM sleep respectively inside of the total seven to nine hours. If someone comes to you and like, look, hey, Jeremy, I have the whoop or I have some type of uh, wearable in it. And it's showing me that I'm not entering, I'm not going past stage two. Is there things that they can do to kind of help get past light sleep? hundred percent. And and I love wearables. Like I had three wearables at one time, you know, I wore an aura ring. Um, I have my Garmin and I have a whoop, right. And if you guys are interested in a whoop, we could link, um, you know, a referral link that I have on air. If, If you have whoop, everybody has a referral link. It gives you a free month. We'll put that in the show notes if anyone wants to try it out. But here's the thing I always say with whoops or with anything. It's not the data that is important as the behavior changes. Right. We're not chasing numbers. Yep. I mean, we could say we're chasing numbers because I want to have more deep sleep. I want to have more REM sleep. But what's more important is the behaviors that you're doing to achieve those numbers. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Because all wearables are going to have a standard deviation when it comes to the information that it is giving you. Yep. Okay. Um, but some of the biggest thing, like you ask, okay, Jeremy, what can I do um, to improve deep sleep? What can I do to improve the REM sleep? It really starts with like looking at your schedule, right? Looking at your environment that you are sleeping in. And I like to make a joke you know, all the time. And it's not really a joke. It's kind of true. You know, the bedroom should be for two things. You're laughing. I well, know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sleeping and the other, yeah, you know, the other, the other, the other adult pastime, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so those should be the only two things that are occurring in the bedroom. I mean, ideal. Like when you go to the bed, that trains the body that, okay, there's going to be two things that happen in, in this space, mm-hmm. right? I'm not a big fan of a TV. 
don't right? have a TV, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are like, Jeremy, I, I have to have noise on when I go to bed. Cool, make it a white noise. Don't make it a TV. Because what happens with that TV is, you know, our body has these light sensors. So when it senses light, it puts you into light sleep. Because that's the way our body is wired, right? If you think back to the, the quote, caveman era, right? We went to bed when it got dark and we got up when it was daylight. Well, the reason we get up when it's daylight is the body senses light and it puts you in light sleep. So you could be sleeping all night long, be like, I got eight hours of sleep, but all of it was light sleep because the TV was on and the body kept knocking you out of REM sleep and deep sleep because you can't wake up in those, those stages. It's yeah. very hard to wake up, right? So that's where we run into some a little bit of issues. So first look at your environment. Your room should be dark, a hundred percent dark. Invest in some blackout curtains, put some duct tape over the, the alarm clock, like whatever that you need to do. Like we have our, our, our water pump, uh, our water heater is inside of our um, closet, mm -hmm. right? So if we leave our closet door open, you know, you can see the, those lights. Yep. So we put tape over there, right? We have a fire alarm or I don't know if it's a fire alarm. I don't know if it's the a smoke detector. Yeah. With uh, the, I put, we put a light over the, or a tape over the yeah. smoke detector. Well, I'll make Katie do it cause I can't reach it. So but she can just, <laughs> she can just stand there and put the, the tape over. So yeah, we put the light over there. So your room, like when you go into it and maybe before your eyes adjust a little bit, like you shouldn't be able to see anything. Yeah. And once the eyes adjust, you can see a little bit of like, maybe just like around, but like when you first go in your room and close the door and all the lights are off, like it should be dark. You shouldn't be able to put your hand in front of your face. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, how I, dark I we want it. I have to like follow the wall, stub my toe. Yeah. And then, then you can get to bed. Then you go to bed, right? Yeah. Like it's okay. Yeah. You know, so that's how dark we would want the, those rooms. Okay. And then I always say a cool environment because the body does sleep better in a little bit cooler environment, somewhere around that 66 to 68 degrees, because the body has to drop its body temperature about one degrees to get into deep sleep. And that's where maybe if you've camped before or you've tried to sleep when it's hot, it's very difficult to get into a good sleep yeah. while it's hot. So a cool, dark room as an environment is where I would start people at. Right. You also want to look at the same routine. Um, our, our circadian rhythm is based on schedules. So trying to go to bed around the same time and getting up around the same time is optimal. Once again, I understand that's it's difficult for people to do, but when I say around the same time, don't think that like that has to be a robot. Okay. Eight 15 <laughs> bedtime. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that, yeah, but it has to be like the same routine. As long as you're getting to bed around the same 60 minutes, you know, time frame, give or take, and getting up around the same time, the body is just better at, okay, it's sleep. It's it's time to fall asleep, right? Same thing we do for our kids. Like if you've ever sleep trained a kid, same routine. So then we put them down, like it, it just, it, all of us are built that way, right? We are, are, are just human beings that love schedules. Right. And you notice when you get into that schedule, because my body will now, like, I don't even need the alarm. I'll wake up about 15 minutes or so before my alarm, grab my phone thinking that it's 4 a.m. But hundred percent when you, when you are caught up on sleep and, and you're in that rhythm, you know, you should just fall asleep easily, right? Fall asleep easy and then wake up really before alarm, you know, which is, is optimal. Right. Um, so having that, you know, schedule, same wake up time, same sleep time, cool, dark environment. Those are the two, you know, biggest things that we can do. Okay. Now, the other one, which is tough, right, is no screen time, you know, 90 minutes to two hours before bed. Yikes. And when we do an awkward pause, why people are like, that's tough. 90 minutes is long, too. It is. But if you can train yourself to, you know, put that phone down, not check that email, you know, whatever the case is, and not have that, that blue light in your face, it'll make a big difference. Okay. Um, and I get it. And you say, what's well, tough. Like we are addicted guys. We're addicted to the, the likes or the comments or the emails or, or whatever. Like, but if you can get on a schedule where you're putting that away, 
right? And and, and once again, this goes to your routine. You know, I'm guilty of this, you know, and I have to reset every now and again. What I've started doing is is plugging it up before plugging the phone up in charge, putting it down before we put the baby to bed. Because then when we put the baby to bed, it's kind of like, okay, now the routine is take a shower, get everything done for the next day, right? Start winding down. So that's been something that's really, you know, once again, that fine-tuned, you know, in our new house and it's working, it's working really well, okay? So no screen time, you know, same routine, cool, dark room. Those are some of the biggest things that we can do to optimize that sleep. And this has helped me. I've done it for a few years now, but anyone listening, your your phone has those uh, settings that you can actually turn on. So it's like an hour before bedtime. It'll say, Hey, it's an hour before bedtime. Start winding down. It turns off all your notifications. You stop getting things. But of course I still look at the phone, but like what you said, I, I need to start putting my phone in maybe a different room or something. Yep. And once again, you know, going back to what we talked about, like building habits, right? Okay. Like when you take a shower when, you know, for me, it's when we start putting the, the, the baby down, like that routine is a trigger to me. Okay. Put your phone up, right. Put your phone up. And, you know, taking something that's already in place. So maybe you got something that you do, you know, whether it's clean up after dinner or whatever the case is, you know, approximately that hour and a half to, to hour, two hours before bed. Okay, cool. Put the phone up. Right. Um, some other things that we probably should look at that I'd, I want to make sure that we cover, you know, is, you know, caffeine. So yes, you know, consuming caffeine late in the day. Um, and everyone has a different half-life when it comes to caffeine. So I don't like to give absolutes and say no caffeine afternoon. Well, everybody's different. Everybody's going to bed at different times, right? So if you're not going to bed till one o'clock at night, you might be able to do a four o'clock pre-workout or a four o'clock coffee and have no, uh, no issues going to sleep, right. right? You may have a fast metabolism or metabolism when it comes to um, breaking down and processing caffeine. So maybe you could do a four o'clock and still fall asleep at night. Yeah. Like everybody's different, but general rule of thumb, you know, try to not have caffeine. If you're going to bed around the eight, nine o'clock timeframe, try not to have caffeine after lunch, just yeah. a, a general rule of thumb. Um, no alcohol late in the evening. And I always love this one, right? So, and I'll give everybody the green light. You can have fun with this. Be like, I'd listen to Jeremy's podcast and he said to day drink, right? <laughs> you know, so I've heard right. people say that from, from my briefs. Alcohol is a poison. So when we drink alcohol, the body has to burn it off. It wants to get rid of it, right? If you drink late, it will affect your sleep. Okay. And I've seen this with mine. I've seen it with others. So what I encourage, if you're going to have a drink in the evening, you like to have a glass of wine, you like to have beer with dinner, you know, all that, like it's like a nightcap, have it ahead of time. Right. So, Hey, if you're fixing dinner for the family and you want to drink a glass of wine before dinner, drink the wine before dinner, instead of having it with or after as a nightcap, drink it earlier in the day. Yeah. Earlier in the day doesn't mean day drinking, folks, okay? Don't go to work with Yeah, yeah. Work. Well, Jeremy said for optimize my sleep, I need to drink at noon. No, no, no. I said no caffeine after noon. You got to get mixed up. Yeah. Um, but, but it's true. Like, you know, and I've done this. I've taken this to vacations. There's been times that like I'll wake up and like, all right, have a mimosa. I'll drink early in the day, right? Get a nice little buzz off and then stop drinking. Yeah. And I've done that for multiple reasons. Hey, we got a newborn right mm -hmm. in the vacations this past year. So knowing that she's not going to sleep good or she's going to be up at night, I do not want to be a drinking, right. right? Or drunk. So, and that still get optimal sleep. So there's ways that you can, you know, if you are a drinker, you can work that in and not affect your sleep, but having drinks late at night will impact your sleep. Once again, you may still get the seven to nine hours, but you're getting light sleep and not the deep sleep in the rim. Okay. Does that fall in the same line of like, um, Eating late and taking vitamins late. Like, is there like a weird digestion thing going on to keep you up? For different people, but I have not found like a trend. Everyone's different. Depends on the food. Depends on the volume of food. Then depends on the type of food, right? Mm. Yeah, if you eat something that's really like a big meal that's hard to digest, 
you're probably not going to sleep well because the body's having to break that down. Plus, you're probably going to wake up bloated with a little bit of gas and that type of stuff. Um, But on the flip side, I've saw people, you know, do something like a cup of rice with a little bit of protein and it helps them sleep good. Right. Because, you know, a little bit of carbohydrate can increase, you know, serotonin levels, you know, which can help us you know, produce melatonin. Mm -hmm. Right. Which makes us sleep good. So there's some there's there's some it's different there. I haven't found a trend where I would tell everybody like, Hey, don't eat after a certain time. It's going to affect your sleep. But that goes back to what we talked about earlier. I think that's a great reason why you should have a wearable that tracks your sleep. And you can try this different stuff based on your lifestyle to see what works well for you. Is there, and you mentioned, so higher serotonin helps create higher melatonin. Is there a kind of correlation there? Not to give people a green light to smash carbs before bed, but, um, yeah, I mean, most of the time, like the things we talked about, like no screen time, right? Because that's going to suppress, um, you know, serotonin levels, um, you know, from that aspect, you know, you could take some, some melatonin before bed to help increase serotonin, you know, that type of stuff, you know, but once again, I've found that to be different. Okay. Yeah. And did I, did I shoot that backwards? I said eating carbs increases serotonin, not produce. Yeah. Increases yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm like, did I get my, my wording right? No, no, no. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Um, and I and I just want to jump back to light, and then we can jump back to the next thing. But um, I think you were the one that mentioned this, or someone throughout HF program is like someone did a study, and it was like a pin dot of red light yep. uh, is enough to pull you out of a, a stage of sleep. Yeah. So going back to like the light receptors, right? Yep. So the, the the study they looked at, they took you know, it was sleep studies on people, and they were doing different lights, and and it was a pin light they put on the back of their leg, right? Mm. And because of that light. And the body senses that there's a light, it showed them going out of their deep sleep back to light sleep because the body's just saying, okay, there's light. I need to get ready to get up. That's why, how we're wired, yeah. right? And it's so important to have that that cool dark room. When I travel, you know, I do the same thing. I take um, the extra, you know, towels or uh, washcloths. I throw them over top of like microwave, the lights. Stuff it under the door. Stuff, the yeah, stuff yeah. it door hallway, make the room pitch black, you know, turn the AC down. Because once again, it's, you know, you're traveling, you don't have to worry about the power bill, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so those are all ways to, to when you travel to make that, that cool dark room. Okay. And then the last, you know, thing I would probably add as education with this is you can look at some supplementation. Um, I'm a big fan of magnesium, three to 400 milligrams, um, at night and a couple of different reasons. A, the data will show or suggest that most Americans are low in magnesium anyway. So we should be taking magnesium kind of as a foundation supplement. And therefore for me, it's an easy recommendation when we come to optimize sleep. So three to 400 milligrams of magnesium. I like to see a mixture of magnesium. So just not one particular type of magnesium. I like to see a mixture of it. Um, I use, of course, first forms magnesium. We make a magnesium powder. You can mix it up. I've even dry, accidentally dry shot it before thinking it was, you know, a pre-workout in the morning. Um, but it, it mixes really well with water. So that's where I would start with most people. And then you couldn't look at like, you know, a little bit of melatonin. Um, we make some products that help decrease cortisol levels along with deep sleep. So generally I recommend core 21 with magnesium. If I see someone's stress levels are high, if they're just saying they're stressed out, I will do core 21 combined it with, um, you know, magnesium it helps kind of core 21's main ingredients is going to help lower cortisol levels. Um, or I look at our product called night T, which stands for nighttime, um, it has a little bit of melatonin in it with magnesium already in it. Um, and that can help with sleep. So those are kind of my, my sleep aids that I would recommend, um, starting with magnesium, then moving more towards the, the specific supplements. Cool. And I just want to throw in, uh, any questions, um, 
you can email Jeremy Mullins podcast at Gmail. Um, I'll be looking at them every day and shoot them over to him for answers. And we can put that out on uh, the next podcast or even have a dedicated podcast to answering people's questions. hundred percent. And if you have a question on, you know, once again, you know, you're looking at it with well, Jeremy, Hey, you know, I've tried, you know, core 21 before, but I never added magnesium to it. You know, if I make a recommendation on anything, you know, like today, you know, mentioning the whoop, mentioning the, the Garmin mentioning these supplements, feel free to ask, right. Come and ask it. That way we can make sure that we are getting, the specific supplement or the specific wearable that may work best for your lifestyle, yep. right? Just because I like, you know, to take, you know, magnesium or take night tea, you know, doesn't mean that would be the best option for you to start out with, right? Maybe it's just magnesium. Maybe it is core 21 magnesium, right? You know, maybe a wear whoop is not good for you because it doesn't have a face. It doesn't have a face time, right? It doesn't give you the time of the day. Yeah. Great at tracking habits and tracking results, but we we'll always want to make sure, you know, cause I truly feel this in the space of nutrition coaching and, and wellness coaching is there's not a one size fits all. We have to find the plan, the product, the lifestyle that works for the individual. Yep. More change comes into someone that's going to be easily adaptable to that change. hundred percent guys. Hope you enjoyed today. If you do need us, send us an email and guys, Hey, keep sharing the podcast that we had a great increase in um, new listeners. And I know it's from you guys that are out there sharing the podcast. So if you think someone can gather, you know, good education, this could help change their, their life. Shoot them the podcast over. Um, if you do have any ideas or topics you would want us to discuss, shoot them over to us. Also hope you guys have a wonderful day. See you guys.